This week on the podcast, a market-based solution to plastic pollution. This is Using the Whole Whale, stories of data and technology in the social impact world. My name is George Weiner, your host and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. This week on the podcast, we're talking about a market-based solution, as I said before, in in the form of a product called Soul Bottles. And they're one of, I think, many different companies out there, but one that uh, my team found when they were out in Germany and got really excited by because uh, their solution both is intelligent, it gives back, and as you'll find out, uh, the the original partners there have got the right mindset for, for growing a company that cares about people. But I want to come back to the idea of plastics, and namely that plastics are the devil, and it's one of those things we ignore. You're probably about to buy one, or on average, as they say in some of these stats here, on average, you're going to buy about 13 bottles of water a month. And so ultimately, if you were to buy a reusable bottle, you'd be saving quite a bit. But it doesn't stop there, because plastics have two fundamentally evil things in action right now. One, they're awful for the environment. There is literally a plastic island the size, two times the size of Texas, floating out there between California and Hawaii, sitting with roughly 1.8 trillion bits of plastic in it. Pounds up, like it's just insane. So what happens to that? It gets gobbled up into the ecosystem. It ends up in, uh, you know, the krill, the fish eat the krill, we eat the fish, and there you go, problem manifests. So we're getting it that way. The other piece that you don't realize is that even though plastics may be BPA-free, a chemical created uh, in order to create the stability of plastics, uh, was officially removed uh, by the EPA because it was causing cancer in people. Uh, there are BPA alternatives being used that just we haven't had time to test, but they're using it. What makes you think that we're going to look back at this time and be like, wait a minute, you drank out of chemically created bottles? You let it warm up? You ever have water out of a warmed up plastic bottle? What do you think is happening? Where do you think that flavor is coming from? Like, it drives me nuts. So much so that, like, I think I have to, like, play this clip for you. Drive up to the pump with the ethyl emblem and say, fill her up. There's a difference, a powerful difference between gasoline and ethyl. Gasoline. So that was a clip from the 1920s from an advertisement for ethyl gasoline, which is actually lead-included gasoline, arguing that that was higher performance and ultimately it basically let gas companies create more gas. This led to massive amounts of lead poisoning, especially in condensed areas. And you know what? It wasn't up until the 1980s, specifically like 1988 and, and, and 90, uh, where the EPA actually started to discuss getting rid of lead in gasoline, finally coming into action until 1995. And we look back at that time, and if you're not familiar with it, go like look up any documentary on like lead and gasoline. It's fascinating because it was like one of the largest lead poisoning incidences since like the Roman Empire. Uh, I'm almost done with the rant, don't worry. But I think we're going to look back at this time in life and be like, boy, you all were really stupid to have used that material for so long with the amount of health effects, both 
to ourselves and to nature. So anyway, I'm done with the rant. I don't normally do that, but I felt like that public service announcement perfectly prefaces this awesome interview with uh, a partner at Soul Bottles, a really clever company coming out of Germany. I hope you enjoy it. I'm here with Patrick Baudu, the partner at Soul Bottles. How's it going, Patrick? I'm good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and with the magic of the internet, you're joining us from Germany, is that right? Yeah, from the capital, from Berlin. Uh, yeah, we're here since uh, six years. Well, since I keep such terrible records, this may be our first guest from Germany, so congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So, Patrick, let's jump into it. You're a social entrepreneur, and your product, your company is Soul Bottles. What exactly do you do? Yeah, we have the vision to create a world uh, in which it's very easy for everybody to consume um, socially and ecologically um, conscious without uh, harming the planet too much and a world where everybody has access to clean drinking water. This vision stems from our uh, first product we did, the Soul Bottle, uh, a bottle that uh, encourages people to uh, a refillable bottle um, that encourages them to drink tap water, don't buy plastic uh, bottles, don't buy bottled water, and um, live more healthy and be better to the planet while doing so. I love it. And so obviously your bottle is not made of plastic. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about you know your initial product and why it is actually not hurting sure. the world? <laughs> Sure, it's uh, made from, from glass with a high uh, part of recycled glass. Um, we like um, to work with glass because it is completely recyclable. It has a traditional German swing top, which makes it look very cool from uh, recycled porcelain. And um, we have them yeah, curated and uh, decorated by many amazing artists and designers. So the bottle is kind of a tapestry as well. And we just want people to be able with a very nice-looking, cool bottle to make a statement that they like to consume tap water instead of bottled water. And um, as we got more in, in contact with the topic of drinking and water and staying hydrated, um, we also wanted to make a statement uh, to raise awareness as well that not everybody in the world has as uh, good water, clean access to clean drinking water as we have here in Germany. So every soul bottle equals one euro donation to drinking water projects, mostly in uh, Nepal, to give uh, people in other parts of the world access to clean drinking water as well. Yeah, and just to give us an idea, why is plastic the devil? Oh, why is it the devil? So first of all, <laughs> We, you, yeah, you can see it. Um, I think in many reports uh, every day that uh, a lot of plastic uh, gets lost in the oceans. It doesn't um, degrade at all. Um, it's made from mineral oil, basically, with a high uh, incident of energy, and um, yeah, it is very harmful for many creatures in the oceans and um, pollutes many landscapes and especially the oceans. In Germany especially, I think many people are blind to a myth that um, nearly all of used plastic will be able to be recycled, which is uh, not the case, especially when plastic gets into contact with liquids or food. And so um, 
yeah, it usually gets just burned, uh, with uh, again then creates uh, carbon oxides, and uh, yeah, we just don't see no sense in having uh, a huge bottled water industry um, using this very cheap uh, material and externalizing the cost to society. And especially in Germany, that might be a little bit different in other places, but um, here it also has very uh, yeah negative effects for the environment that so much bottled water is just carried around to and from shops and to people's homes. Um, as the tap water here is just uh, brilliantly fine, it actually has a higher standard of um, controls than bottled water has. So, um, yeah, people just would be amazing if everybody would just carry a refillable bottle around and uh, drink their water or whatever else they like to consume from that one. Yeah, the the, the crazy stats, they're just ridiculous. So San Francisco and, and California in general, uh, they're looking at uh, actually banning straws. And, you know, the crazy thing is that, like, more than half a million plastic straws are used around the world every day. Those are, you know cheap plastic that get immediately tossed into our garbage after basically one use. So, you know, as you as you target these different issues, uh, it's a massive problem because it doesn't leave our ecosystem and it stays in our food cycles, as you said. So I want to take a step back and ask if you cared so much about this project. I'm interested to say, did you come up with the idea of creating products for good first or did you come at it from an environmental standpoint saying, I really hate how much plastic is out there, I'm going to create a product for it. So did you start with a product or start with a cause? I think we started with really this issue of, oh my God, I I'm walk around town and my only option is to buy uh, water from plastic bottles and seeing plastic waste as an issue. And um, yeah, what to start the uh, next thing that is close to your hand and that you use the most, we all need to drink constantly is one of the very... Uh, yeah, little things we actually have to have to do. So that was the idea. I guess the cost of um, reducing plastic waste was first. When you're trying to solve a problem, I really do like looking at the economic models for change rather than going out there, trying to get grants, go doing, you know, cleanup efforts. You looked at a, an economic-based solution, a market-based approach so can you share how it's going? You know, how many bottles have you put out there? How much have you raised for organizations like uh, drink, uh, clean drinking water organizations? Mm -hmm. So the organization we raise uh, funds for is uh, Viva Con Agua uh, St. Pauli. It's a Hamburg-based NGO that uh, does an amazing job of awareness for, for uh, water projects and also fulfills water projects. Um, we were able to uh, just last week celebrate that we were, that we um, sold 500,000 bottles so far and thereby also raised half a million euro for drinking water projects. That's a lot of that's a lot of bottles and I do have to say like I was looking looking over them they're pretty nice they're etched into glass you had artists involved like you didn't so it's tough right like Everyone listening right now in America is like, wait a minute, I've got one of these bottles. They're called Nalgene bottles. They're everywhere. You know, how do you approach this with a fresh perspective? Yeah, I think one thing you just said is that they're that they're nice. I think what we really try to bring to the market, first of all, I think the refillable bottle market here is wasn't that established um, as it is maybe now in the U.S. when we started. 
Um, so we kind of were a step before you would maybe enter the market in the US with this product that you actually had to kind of uh, make people aware of the idea to just carry a bottle around. That is mainly due to very strong tradition of um, bottled water companies being very aggressive in the marketplace and convincing people that their product is somehow superior to tap water. But um, then again, we decided to consciously um, approach the issue with um, glass because we just believe uh, drinking from glass is also the healthiest option. If you um, uh, might be consuming your water from a refillable hard plastic bottle, um, that is definitely preferable to to single-use plastic. But on the other hand, there is definitely an aspect that water that is uh, a long time in a plastic bottle will absorb some uh, yeah, migrating uh, things from the from the hard plastic bottle, even though it has its BEP free or something, then they just use another one to make the plastics move and formable. Uh, so I think it's a way cleaner option to use glass. We um, also developed together with a great partner a clothing lid that is only from caoutchouc, uh, which we source fairly from uh, Sri Lanka. And um, yeah, we are the first company to on the market to not use any um, BP in that too. So you completely have no uh, migration of anything towards your drink. That's a huge argument for many of our customers. Yeah, and it's uh, it shouldn't go understated. Like the BPA-free plastic is like basically saying you don't kill puppies when you make things. By the way, there are a lot of other particulates that we just happen happen to have studied over a long period of time that do leach into your water. So the design makes sense. You approach the market. But there's a saying uh, that I really love that uh, ideas are cheap. You know, like ideas are cheap. There are probably 10 people, 100 people out there that say, I'm going to make a glass bottle. I have a glass bottle. And it's actually mm -hmm. the execution that differentiates and defines our success. Can you talk a little bit about how you go about producing this, your team, and your approach to, to execution? First of all, we really believe, um, if you ask about our team, we really um, believe in self-organization, self-management, uh, transparency, and uh, we use uh, Holacracy um, as our operating system. So. Everyone working here is very um, empowered to, to take individual actions, to create their own projects and um, act in that way and bring us closer to our vision. And back to the execution of the, the bottle or the development of the bottle, um, it was pretty tough in the beginning to convince someone to produce glass in small quantities for, yeah, let's say, some... Um, crazy young people that were convinced that they can charge 25 euros for, for a glass bottle because uh, at least in Germany, glass production facilities are used to orders, um, I don't know, half a million pieces or above. And um, so, and we wanted to have a certain level of quality and we really had to bring in people that have huge factories to, to uh, believe in us. And I also already told you about the closing lid where we had a higher a level of yeah, expectation into really, really have no chemicals in it. And um, we're able to find that partner. And I think it's just really this um, believing in that you can do a very good product and then uh, find the right partners for it. And uh, yeah, I think even now um, people um, just 
like our company, we're authentic. They believe in our mission. It's everything is kind of transparent, or at least you can get a feeling on how we approach things. And I think uh, that gets more and more uh, important for uh, clients on the one hand, but also I have the very um, specific feeling that when I when we showed up with the product at trade fairs and so on that retailers, they were so happy to find a brand that is really authentic and thinks a product all the way through so that they then again towards their clients can sell something, uh, yeah, let's say with a good conscience or that they really believe in. And um, that is definitely also one aspect of our executions that we were able to find really, really good partners in retail that uh, gave us legitimation and also spread the product to a broad audience right away. Yeah, so let's go to that. And I think the story here gets lost when you say, oh, we've sold you know half a million bottles. How long have you been in business? Let's say with that exact product uh, for five years. Five years. So I'm curious, how did you sell your first thousand bottles? We, uh, it's a very good question, actually. I think I kind of forgot that approach. So how did we sell our first thousand bottles? Um, we believe kind of in uh, demand-orientated production. So whenever we want to do a new product, might it be coffee cups that we are now selling or straws or the bottles as our first products, we usually do um, crowdfunding to the final um, customer. So the customer pays us before the product even exists. We, we tell the story of the product. We see, do people really want that product? Collect the money from them, gain their trust. And um, that's why we did the first rounds of uh, funding to do uh, the pro first productions. And so that were also our first, uh, I think, um, 7,000 clients. Gotcha. So you ran a crowdfunding campaign, you had enough interest, and suddenly you're off to the races. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Patrick, we're going to move into the lightning round. Please keep your question answers to, let's call it around 30 seconds or less, as best you can. I'm ready. Okay, we'll see. Uh, Patrick, if I were to throw you into a hot tub time machine that took you back five years to when you were starting Soul Bottles with the team there, what advice would you give that younger Patrick? To uh, be prepared to take the product into a broader scale right away to have even more courage and to um, keep not listening to naysayers as he was doing back then already. How did you get your start in social impact work? I was uh, working uh, in Brazil for, for social causes and um, decided to try to yeah, do impactful work back here in Germany as well and try to do it with the power of um, entrepreneurship behind it. What technology dragons or issues are you trying to solve in the coming year? Basically, the back end, backbone of our, um, uh, yeah, the system where we have all the goods and uh, where we do our invoicing and such things. Just the new backbone of our, um, yeah, goods. What is coming in the next year that has you the most excited? We're going to have two great new products that I'm really excited about, and we're going to have a big awareness campaign with a um, Berlin-based um, radio station that's going to establish us way more in our local home base. 
Talk about a mistake that you made earlier in your career that now shapes the way you do things today. In my career, personally, I um, try to... I was not for a very big project I took responsibility for and that people were um, counting on me to deliver. I were not able to ask for enough help and support and I failed miserably and I hope I learned from that. So um, how I like to get a lot of advice and uh, I hope I, the next time I will be in trouble, I will be very able to ask for help. What advice would you give current college grads looking to enter, enter the social impact space? From our experience of creating a, um, an actual product that you can touch, I would say keep an open mind to the things we use every day uh, or that many people in the world use every day uh, and maybe be the one who is not creating an app but something that people can totally relate to in their everyday life. What is something that you think your organization should stop doing? Well, we should stop being uh, sometimes caught in the same answers. We should get more external advice and just be open to do things that we, the way we haven't done them before. If you had a magical wand to wave across the social impact sector, what would it do? It would put their power together strongly and advocate very strongly towards the, uh, the administration and the political sphere to get um, yeah, beneficial uh, regulation for companies that are not only striving for profit, but that uh, do profit with a higher purpose and are therefore better for their society. Yeah, I think it should also um, try to uh, gain its voice compared to all the big giants of the huge uh, multinational corporations. I know that's not easy, but um, at least they try. I think I love the uh, approach of uh, B Corp, and I hope that many more people will find their way towards sustainable um, entrepreneurship or um, yeah, also sustainable investments. Okay, last question. Really tough one. How do people find you? How do people help you? Hmm. Uh, well, you can uh, find us on soulbottles.com. Um, you can reach out to us there or uh, find us on Facebook. Uh, and you can also uh, connect through us uh, through the Beehive if you are also within the B Corp sector. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and share your story. Uh, good luck selling the next half a million bottles. Thank you so much. All right, so in summary here, uh, obviously a really great company. I want you to actually take away, though, when you look at a problem in the world, and be it for-profit or non-profit, what is a market-based solution that can drive revenue, put you in the driver's seat of the solution, rather than say, let's just clean up things downstream? How do you look upstream? How do you design products there? And ideally, how do you monetize that in such a way, you know, in such a way that you both drive 
the impact and financial outcome that moves the needle because we've got like a plastic epidemic that level of i like the level of ideas we need and opportunities to do this for straws for bags you name it if plastic is involved simply have the market buy a better product for a higher price put a cause on it and let's get to work all right go get it this has been using the whole whale stories of data and technology in the social impact world resources as always may be found at wholewhale.com slash podcast Thanks for joining us. Music as always by gregthomasmusic.org. Thanks, Greg. You're awesome. But plastics are not.